AMD decides that Christmas isn't over and you're gonna get a whole lot more. You want DDR5? Well, just use DDR4 instead. And there's a lot of free games. You should you should get all the free games. Let's get into the hot news, everybody. I'm your Brett host. We're gonna be going over the hottest tech news that I can find on the internet while you enjoy your breakfast. This is the last hot news of 2021, obviously, because I only release one a day. It's the last day of the year, but I'm glad that you all have stuck with me. It's been a crazy year. Obviously, this is the first year uh, since 2016 that I have been a creator without my team around me and this has been uh, it's been a unique challenge um, I think I have failed more than I succeeded and I have plans for 2022 I just don't know how well they're gonna go. So let's just talk about AMD and the fact that there are now reports out there that they're gonna be introducing a free technology to you, my friends, okay? You think FSR, Fidelity FX Super Resolution is a big deal? It's not even the half of the story, all right? Because we're now getting ready for Radeon Super Resolution to launch in early 2022, likely to be announced at CES, but AMD's RSR is likely to replace FSR because it doesn't require the game developers to actually implement it into the game, but instead, because you have a GPU, you can just use it on whatever game you use. RSR is supposed to be the way that you up-resolution your game in order to make it look better while running at a really good frame rate. It's not like FSR has been a bomb. It's actually been performing pretty well. It's in 70 games as of its announcement earlier this year, and even though it's not a real competitor DLSS, I really do have a hard time with all of these articles that say, oh, FSR and DLSS versus each other. They're two completely different things. Obviously, yes, it's the same idea in that it's supposed to give you better looking graphics for faster frame rate, but it's not quite. Deep learning super sampling uses machine learning to up-res it to potentially look as good or better than native resolutions. Something totally different and requires tensor cores in order to pull off. FSR is just really good upscaling, which is something that you still want, but honestly, if you have the choice between FSR and DLSS, DLSS is likely going to look better. But this is gonna obviously come to a head as we're also expecting Intel to come out with their super sampling technology known as ZESS or XESS. I still, is there an official pronunciation on Intel's GPUs of XE? Cause I made up Z back way back when and I just kept it since then. Am I, have I been pronouncing things wrong this entire time? I don't know, who cares? Let's talk about more AMD GPUs. The Navi 24 GPUs getting pictured for us to see this six nanometer RDNA 2 GPU. There's the die right there in case you're not familiar with it. This is gonna be the chip that's in the 6500 XT as well as the 6400, which we're expecting these GPUs to be announced at CES and come out in a few weeks. And something that's already launched but doesn't have a whole lot of support mainly due to shortages and price gouging is DDR5 on Intel's current Alder Lake setup. Well, Asus might actually be working on a solution to this by creating a DDR4 to DDR5 adapter. As you can see here, the Trident Z Royals up here, DDR4 down to the DDR5 socket. That is just obviously going to be huge. That's gonna be essentially the size of your freaking CPU air cooler. It's gonna be so high. So if you have a CPU cooler that overlaps the RAM slots, this is not gonna work. But this could potentially allow for people to get the DDR5 boards without having to buy the DDR5 technology. Although this is not yet released, this is just floating out in the wild right now. We'll have to see how good is this? Is there any performance loss that comes from doing this? And 
And in the back of my mind, I'm wondering, will this be affected by the same shortages that DDR5 actually currently has? Because you need the PMIC chip to actually use DDR5 because it's no longer on the motherboard, whereas DDR4 would have that PMIC chip on the motherboard. But if you have a DDR5 board, it doesn't have that. So this adapter would have to have that PMIC chip, which would make it so that these are likely just as hard to produce as DDR5 because it's not the actual RAM that's in shortage right now. It's the, the actual other parts of making RAM that's in shortage. But I don't, it's a neat concept. I'd like to see it come out. What do you think of DDR4 to DDR5? Let me know down below in the comments. And I'll let you know that the newest rumor on Intel's upcoming GPUs is that the Arc Alchemist GPUs are expected to launch in March. Originally, they were supposed to come out in January. However, because of bugs and debugging that has to be done because their GPUs quite aren't ready to be announced to the world just yet, it's been delayed until March. We're expected to get two different versions, a 512 execution unit, 16 gigabyte of VRAM version, which will be the higher end one, and then a 384 execution unit, 12 gigabyte of VRAM middle tier one. The latest update we got from Intel directly was Q1 2022. They announced that just a few weeks ago. So they are likely expecting that it will be in March. Maybe it'll still slip from here, but hopefully it comes out sooner rather than later. While people are waiting to jump onto Intel's ship to be on a new GPU company, it turns out that 2021 was the year that people tried out new phone technology as well, Samsung announcing that their Z Flip and Z Fold 3 lineups have sold four times as much as they did in the than the previous generation. And the Z Flip 3 led to an increase of consumers who switched brands over to Samsung because they actually wanted this version of a foldable device. It makes a lot of sense, the Z Flip 3 starting at the same price as a lot of other companies' flagships, but then having a much more portable form factor. It did seem like that was going to be the foldable phone that gets people to switch over. And I'm excited to see what they come out with in 2022. And I'm also super excited to see what the James Webb Space Telescope is gonna be coming out with in 2022. And we've got good news that it does appear that the Space Telescope has over 10 years of fuel. This is actually a big deal because one of the things that was unknown is how much course correction is gonna to need to be done by the telescope to get out to the L2 viewing plane that it needs to be at. And depending on how much course correction took place, it could have more or less fuel than was anticipated. They were aiming for 10 years, but the mission critical lifespan of James web was only supposed to be five years so five to ten years but now it's significantly more than ten years which is just awesome especially when you consider that the Hubble Space Telescope went well over it's a lot of time of what the relevancy of the mission was supposed to be I'm looking forward to see what James Webb comes out with and you should be looking forward to tech deals all right just because 2021's almost over doesn't mean you can't get some good deals UFD deals is here to help you with the hottest tech deals that are out on the internet you can check our website you can join our discord where every new deal is actually just RSS feed to the Tech Deals channel on our Discord. But let's start off with a decent deal on the Razer Basculus V2 mouse for $34.99. That's a, a right price. In case you're looking for PCI Express 4.0 NVMe storage, the Samsung 980 Pro 1 terabytes going for only $150 over on BNH. In case you're looking to pick up a GPU right now, Sapphire has their Nitro Plus 6600 XT going for $540, which is a lot, but it's in stock. It's not new egg shuffle or anything, and you get a free month of Game Pass with that in case you want that. But the best deal that I can present to you right now, I already bought this one because such a good deal. HP's X27Q 1440p, 165 hertz, 
HDR 400 one millisecond response time gaming monitor going for $240. These things are lucky to see under $300. The fact that it's going for 240 bucks, it's the lowest price in 30 days. In case you're looking for a 1440p gaming monitor, this might be on your list of consideration. In case you're looking for some free games, Epic Game Store currently has the Tomb Raider Reboot Trilogy for free over on their platform in case you want to pick that up. And over on PlayStation, if you're part of the PS Plus lineup, January is going to have Persona 5 Strikers, Dirt 5, and Deep Rock Galactic as its three free titles, which is just, this is one of the best lineups that they've had in a very long time. I'm going to pick up Persona 5 Strikers so fast on my PlayStation, and you might want to consider picking up some crypto stonks. Let's look at the price on what's going on right now. Bitcoin down just a little bit, 0.23%, sitting at $47,000. It's below a $900 billion market cap. Ethereum also down roughly half a percent to sit at 37.38. Dogecoin down almost 1% to sit at 17 cents. The meme stonks doing a little bit better. GameStop up nearly 1% on the day and AMC up 3.5%. Speaking of memes, Tesla is gonna have to recall nearly half a million cars because the Model 3 is having some rear view camera issues because the cable that actually provides the signal might burn out, but then also on the Tesla Model S, they're having some frunk latch issues that make it so that you can't properly use it. Those cars being recalled, just like a whole lot of other Teslas that have been recalled this year. And if you recall, HDMI is just a terrible standard now because they make everything optional, but they're also gonna make it more confusing because at CES, HDMI 2.1A, now exists because it's going to introduce a new spec for source-based tone mapping, which is an HDR standard. It allows you to have better color representation on your image, and this is being added to the HDMI 2.1a spec. However, just like they've been saying with everything else, it is also an optional specification. So you can have an HDMI 2.1a cable that is no better than HDMI 2.0. Doesn't support 4K 120, doesn't support source-based tone mapping, but it's HDMI 2.1a, baby. And I want this Hey baby, in my living room. That was a terrible segue. I'm sorry, you had to listen to that. LG announcing their OLED EX displays, which are gonna provide up to 30% better brightness on their OLED panels, which is something that they actually are going to need in order to compete with mini LEDs that's coming out because it can go up to 2000 nits, whereas OLED's typically sitting in the five to 600 nits region. The OLED X allows it to be 30% brighter so that you could potentially get a little bit closer to mini LED. Obviously pricing is gonna matter a whole lot more to me rather than just the actual brightness values, all right? If I could get the same brightness on mini LED for the same price, why would I go OLED? There's too many burn-in issues, all right? And I'm gonna burn my mouth talking about AMD and the hotness that they've got coming out for their laptops. We've got new reports coming out about the next generation Zen 3 Plus APUs that are supposed to come out into their laptops. The 6900XX is supposed to have a Radeon 680M and Navi 2 GPU baked into that bad boy. We're expecting these to be in the Ryzen 9 units and it likely will have roughly 12 compute units on the GPU, which hopefully it will make for a really good, just integrated experience. It's something AMD is already doing well. One of my dream portability laptops is just getting the Ryzen 9 5900H by itself. Don't need a discrete GPU because any acceleration I want to do can be done on the Vega unit. Getting something with RDNA 2 with 12 compute units would be such a dream. All right, and this year has been a dream, a fever dream of pain and torture for my soul. And so I'm gonna regroup, I'm gonna refresh myself, and I'll see you back here on Monday for breakfast in 2022 as we start another year of hot news. Goodbye.